The Full Spectrum Podcast, presented by Champions and Legends. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. This is the Full Spectrum Podcast with Big Data and Maverick, available wherever you get your podcasts. Big Data, welcome back. Another week, another week in sports, and the world is going crazy. I mean, once again, I have been perusing the internet, looking around, and there's some good stuff, and then there was a lot of action on the weekend. How was your weekend? What's going on in the life of Big Data? You know, it's pretty quiet, just hunkering down, checking the data, watching the sports. How is that, checking the data? Well, it's basically just me on my phone too long. <laughs> so you and like everyone else just doing their thing, trying to avoid family life. I get it. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Listen, um, so as I was looking around, uh, a good friend of the program, a guy we talk about quite often, especially over the last couple of weeks in the NBA talk, his name's James Harden. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I want to be his best friend because what I saw, what he did for his favorite rapper this weekend, I want to be his best friend. Cause I can only imagine what it is. So this past weekend, his favorite rapper, a guy named Little Baby, um, they went out to the nightclubs, they did everything, and Harden pulled out the greatest gifts of all time. And let me give you a little rundown of how great a friend Harden is. So not only did Harden say, hey, Houston Rockets, I'm not coming to minicamp. I ain't coming to work. I got a friend I got to take care of. I got a, a good rapper buddy of mine that I'm going to go to his birthday party. So he skips work. He shows up at the party dressed in just amazingness. Like Harden's a very snappy dresser. I got to give him that. He drops in his party bag, $100,000 cash, $200,000 watch, and 100 honey buns, which is, in my opinion, the considerate part of the gift. That is a friend, my friend. That is, and I expect the same from you this coming birthday. I was just about to say, like, are you looking down on me for that Amazon gift card last time? Or is it not making the cut anymore? Based on this, you're lacking. You're lacking. <laughs> yeah. You're, 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 uh, our game is, like, talk about what a great, uh, you know, and he did it nice. Gave the little cash, threw a little physical, like, watch in there, and then throw in, hey, I know you really like these honey buns. Have a little honey bun. I mean, the guy did it all. He did all three. He did all three stages. I mean, the honey buns are a little insensitive. Uh, everyone's having a hard time with their weight during COVID. But, I mean, the rest of it, I'll give you that. Fair, Fair enough. You know, and if, if that's not enough for you, I saw another little piece that I wanted to kind of bring up. It, it kind of just, it, it, uh, it touched my heartstrings a little bit. And it's loyalty. Again, going back to the friendship thing. And is there anything better than a dog. Like I don't have one, but I always wanted one and never had, I told you my parents are immigrants. They just never let me got a, they never let us get a dog. But this past (laughs) weekend down in the Southern United States, what was it? A dog named Abby got missing for a couple of weeks and said, Hey, this is what I think happened. I think Abby went on a little bender. She looked around, didn't know where she was. It was like kind of the, the dog episode of the hangover. Didn't know where she was, but she said, Hey, I do know one thing. I know where my, my handler is i know she works at the walmart few blocks down ends up getting to the walmart she literally walks in like she owns the place and finds her handler i love that story i love that story did you hear about this 
You know, I didn't hear about it, but I do shop at Walmart. So this story has a lot of meaning to me as well. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can find everything and love at Walmart. I, I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> and from there, you know what? If you're talking about friends, what's the next thing after that? It's family. You told me a great story in the F1 world once again. Big data, drop it on the people. Yeah, big news in the F1 world. Uh, Michael Schumacher's son. Mick Schumacher has been signed to uh, Team Haas Racing uh, for the 2021 season. So we'll have another Schumacher in F1. Uh, he's from the Ferrari Academy. Sounds pretty fancy, actually. I like it. And there's, there's some big expectations for him. But a lot of chatter, too, that, hey, is this kid worth the hype? So we'll see. So far, he's just a name. Uh, but, you know, there's lots of uh, nepotism coming through in the NBA. Uh, yeah, a little bit in the NFL as well. You know, there's those certain Manning brothers that seem to work out okay. That was okay. Maybe, maybe Mick Schumacher is going to make yeah, it. Yeah, listen, man, I think Mick is onto something. He's following in his dad. What a great job, eh? Like your dad was a Formula One. It's like I'm just taking over the family business. You're going to start running these cars really fast and – you know, walk out of fiery crashes and do this and that. And hey, now he's got like a full vendetta. Think about it. Like he's going to go after Lewis Hamilton. He's like, you took our family's legacy. I'm taking it back. This is great. I love it. This makes it even more intriguing. If some guy named Gary, Gary Olson was the next superstar, it wouldn't be as exciting. Mick Schumacher going for his dad's record. This is big marketing dollars. I love it. This is fantastic. Big. Speaking of Gary Olson, I have some <laughs> stats for you. What do you got? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, I, okay. I, was gonna, I was like, wow, this, <laughs> you really were on your phone all weekend. <laughs> this is crazy. All right. Well, let's start off the pod with, uh, with the, from the sporting side of it. Let's start in NCAA football. The committee got together once again, probably for a quick coffee and a little bit of a breakfast sandwich, I would imagine. And they picked and said, hey, who are the four best teams? Who's going to probably go for the national championship? Must have been a great coffee. It must have been a great breakfast sandwich because it's the same four teams. Alabama, number one, Notre Dame, number two, Clemson, number three, Ohio State sticking at number four. And we'll tell you how they might be losing that in the next couple of seconds here. Who are the creepers? Who's looking in to try to get into that fourth or third position? It's Texas A&M and Florida, both looking to get in there and try to steal a, a position somewhere down the line. So this weekend, a couple of big games. It was Indiana, Wisconsin. And you know what? With all due, res with all due respect, Wisconsin fan, Badger fan. You guys are that one team, big program, but you guys seem to somehow really not show up to big games. I mean, Indiana's not a big program, but once again, you guys dropped the ball and you guys, are you guys were ranked six at the time. You guys are going to be booted out of there. You're not going to move on anywhere further down the line. From there, let's talk about the biggest game that happened this weekend. It was my two favorite teams this year. It's BYU against Coastal Carolina. Big data. Tell the people what happened this weekend. Yeah, we had the uh, they were they were saying the game's title was mullets versus Mormons, yes. which was very intriguing to me. Uh, so basically, the Chanticleers mm -hmm. of Coastal Carolina. Now, Maverick, do you know what a Chanticleer? I'm not going to lie to you. I have it in my notes. I don't. I wrote down their name, but I was like, <laughs> "What is this?" <laughs> now. This is something we've known for March Madness because occasionally Coastal Carolina makes the mm -hmm. dance. But uh, a Chanticleer is a proud and fierce rooster. 
Is there anything more that I love about this team? That is the best <laughs> name I've ever heard. <laughs> well, I mean, the coach is a character, I'll tell you that for sure. Uh, so it was a 22-17 lead for Coastal Carolina. Uh, it's the last drive of the game for BYU. Uh, they throw a pass. They get down to the one-yard line, and then they get stopped. Yeah. Game over. Chanticleers win. Great night of college football. Absolutely. Like, look, I'm a big Zach Wilson guy. Love the Zach Wilson. He's moved himself very high up in the draft now, so I'm excited to watch him. But a Chanticleer, uh, hey, man, I love it. They've now moved up from 18th to 13th, and BYU took their spot. They were 13th. Now they're 18th. But I'm really cheering for Coastal Carolina to make their run to the national championship. This is huge. Now, speaking of huge, it just came down a couple hours ago. It's one of the biggest rivalries, not just in in college football, but probably in all of sports. And it's the Michigan Wolverines versus the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ladies and gentlemen, the game has been canceled. And in my opinion, this is a catastrophe. This is as bad as it gets. I'm not really... Like I'm, I'm sure there was a few cases of the COVID, but I'm wondering if there's a little strategy by Jim Harbaugh. Big data, tell the people what, what exactly transpired here. Yeah, so actually, I was thinking the same thing initially. There's, you know, there was some talk about it last week. Hey, wouldn't it be funny if, you know, Michigan stuck it to the Buckeyes and canceled the game because of COVID? But then I heard just now that. 45 Michigan players well, have been either infected uh, or need to be quarantined. So I know there's a lot of players on the team in college football, but I think 45 is a little too many to be missing. Uh, this is just – it's just what you have to deal with this year. Now, there is a rule right now on the books that you have to – have played six games uh, to be able to make uh, be the representative of the Big Ten in the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some talk that either Ohio State will try to do a last-minute scheduling to get another team uh, on their schedule, or the Big Ten might amend their rule and let them get through with five games. Five games, really, though, when you look with the committee – them, they might penalize them for having played so few games. You know, other teams are getting in, I think, nine or ten games each. So uh, it's tough for the Buckeyes, for sure. Well, listen, here, here's my whole thing. I don't want to be the conspiracy theorist guy, but I got to go with it. Jim, 45 players. Last week you guys played Penn State and got wrecked. And then all of a sudden you got 45 players that like somehow got this i don't know i don't totally buy it 100 but i gotta give him some accolades if he pulled this off where he's like listen guys let's all go to the nightclub tonight let's just go out and party guys it was a hell of a game you know what it didn't go our way all of a sudden everyone's got the COVID. they they end up somehow even though they never got to play ohio state to fit to say hey we're gonna knock you out of this national championship talk they do it in another indirect way and with them needing five games at least, that totally, let's just call it what it is, it hoops Ohio State. My opinion, they should leave the rule as it is, let Ohio State accidentally not make it based on the fact of the rules, and then, boom, I got your team, Coastal Carolina, makes it to the <laughs> national championship, and everyone's happy for it, man. I love it. 
Yeah, I think maybe uh, Harbaugh was like, okay, everybody, we're doing sauna training today. <laughs> Dude, how can you get 45 <laughs> players with COVID? What happened? Did they have a guy just walk around and blow in other people's mouths? Like, what was going on? Like, they had to have had that story. <laughs> Big data. Something happened. Something It's a little weird to me. All right, sticking in NCAA, let's go to the hardcore. Let's go to the basketball the top five are at the current moment. You got Gonzaga, your Bulldogs at 3-0, and number one. Baylor at number two. Iowa at number three. Michigan State at 5-0 and at number four. And Kansas at 4-1 and at number five. Big data. Take it away. Yeah, so this weekend, unfortunately, COVID is just ravaging the college ranks. Uh, Gonzaga was to play Baylor, number one versus number two, Saturday morning. And unfortunately, some folks in the Gonzaga group uh, contracted the virus. The game was canceled. Uh, Gonzaga's program is actually on a 10-day pause now. They've canceled uh, four additional games. I should say, actually, the Baylor game technically is postponed. It hasn't been canceled yet. They're going to try and see if they can, they can squeeze it in again. Uh, Gonzaga does have a big match coming up uh, after their pause with Iowa. Uh, Iowa was a big winner uh, over the Tar Heels tonight and looked very strong. Uh, Luca Garza is playing great. But you know what? I want to focus on a team that's not doing well, but hasn't had a very good start to the season. Hmm, who's that? A blue blood oh. of, the college basketball, of the college basketball scene. Kentucky's own John Calipari and the Wildcats haven't had a good run so far. Right. Uh, Calipari's bringing out every excuse in the book. We're a young team. We haven't had much practice time. The virus is really affecting us. Bottom line, I mean, they lost to the Richmond Spiders. Um, they haven't looked good so far. And frankly, I don't know if there's time for them to turn it around this season look out for the Wildcats and maybe take a little action on the other side. Listen, I can, I can kind of sympathize with Calipari. We're a young podcast. You know, we're just up and starting. We're trying to get our thing going. I, give, give the guy a little love, man. You know, it, it can happen to the best of us. It can happen. But we don't make excuses, Maverick. It's true. We don't. <laughs> we don't at all. From there, let's go to the Papa basketball, which is the NBA. Uh, you know, it's our favorite guy. It's uh it's Mr. Harden once again making headlines. I gotta, I, I gotta be honest with you. I'm loving this guy more and more every day. I gotta be honest. <laughs> yeah. So NBA training camps are upon us, and someone who didn't show up so far to the training camp—he was at a birthday party. I told you, Mr. James Harden. He's too busy shopping for watches, shopping for for honey buns, <laughs> and he didn't show up the first few days. Uh, new. Rockets coach Steven Silas. None too happy with the situation. Uh, but today we've had a development. Harden has shown up uh, in Houston. Uh, there's some protocols. You can't go straight to training camp. You have to take a couple days worth of tests before you can be allowed in. But it looks like James has shown up. Uh, but a report also came out today. Mm-hmm saying that Brooklyn is not his only preferred destination. He is also very comfortable going to Philadelphia, 
or any other contender. So basically he's saying, this team is crap. Get me and my $135 million out of here. I want a new house. I got a great team for him to go, even though he just got traded to that team. John Wall, last week, right after this podcast was done, John Wall got traded to Houston. So you think he might be a little happier, but since he doesn't want to be in here, what about uh, a little Washington? Maybe he wants to go with Russell. <laughs> uh, I don't think he wants to go with Russell. <laughs> what about the report last week where we talked a little bit? I know we said, does the Golden State one have any sort of legs in it on it or for that report? You know, I, I really don't think so, just because... Uh, by the way, they had a couple of uh, COVID cases on the Warriors already as well. Uh, the new rookie, James Wiseman and Draymond Green, weren't at practice. And Steve Kirk kind of said, hey, do the math. Those two guys aren't here. What do you think happens? Yeah. Uh, but Harden, he just makes too much money. Uh, as it stands right now, um, after Clay Thompson got injured, um, you know, they, they brought in Kelly Oubre via trade and – that is costing them, uh, with the luxury tax, a payment of an extra $167 million. If they were to bring Harden in, they would have something like a $400 million tax. Uh, I shouldn't say that, actually. They'd have to send some salary out back to, uh, to Houston, but, but they would end up with more salary. You know, it has to be within you know, 20% kind of thing. Uh, so they they would they would be way over two hundred million in luxury tax, and I just with no fans, I just can't see a team uh, really going for that right now. Do you ever feel like you're Jonah Hill and I'm Brad Pitt? Every day. <laughs> okay, just wondering because I mean, you drop some crazy stats where I just like I just feel like Moneyball. I just feel like you're way better looking, and you're you're nowhere near the size that Jonah Hill is. I'm just saying, you're Jonah Hill. I do look like Brad Pitt, and I possibly am better looking than Brad, but that's a whole other thing altogether. And you're and you're taller than that. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> From there, let's go to everyone's favorite league. Week 13 is over. It's the NFL. <sighs> Where to start? Let's see. Let's start with the undefeated. Oh, wait. No, they're not. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers on uh, Monday Night Football taking on Washington. A lot of money was on Pittsburgh going, this is Washington, no big deal. We got this. We'll handle this. Not only did they not cover the spread, they, they outright lose. Steelers now 11-1. and one. I got to be honest with you, Big Data, I wasn't that surprised. I actually put a couple of hundred bucks on Washington on the, covering the spread. I kind of didn't see the big hoopla. I think Pittsburgh, and I, I've heard this through the grapevine, they're not really the most intimidating, undefeated team I've seen in the last little while. What did you think uh, of the Pittsburgh Steelers going forward? So the Steelers uh, have been looking like they were about to lose for a few mm -hmm. weeks now. The fact that they have basically, they can't run the ball. They've abandoned the run. Ben is passing a ton. I mean, I have Benny Snell on one of my fantasy teams. I had him as a handicap to John Connor, mm -hmm. who's been out the last couple of weeks with COVID. Uh, and wasn't really doing much before that. Anyway, I watched Benny Snell get five shots inside the five-yard line and could not put the ball into the end zone. It was embarrassing. Uh, now, should they have still kind of pulled out that game? Maybe. But that Washington defense is really starting to, to be something. And frankly, the offense, I'm not quite sure how they did it because – 
Uh, Terry McLaurin barely had any points. Uh, Antonio Gibson, running back, got hurt. Mm-hmm. And somehow, I know that Pittsburgh's defense is a little bit hurt with Bud Dupree out for the yeah. season. But it's still the top-rated defense uh, in the NFL. Um, but, yeah, I don't know how Washington was able to score just enough. And that Pittsburgh defense, just it wasn't lights out. It was pretty good, but it wasn't lights out. And then the offense was, was just really terrible. You know, I, I watched a, a lot of that game. And what I felt like, I, and I'm not joking you, didn't you just feel like Washington and Pittsburgh are kind of almost mirrors, but the opposite, meaning you got Washington's defense. They're pretty good. Their offense sucks. Pittsburgh's offense is better than Washington's offense, but their defense is very similar. I just felt like this is literally, they're only a few players away from being the same team. I really felt like that when I was watching that game yesterday and, and I couldn't agree more. If they're going to rely on Ben's arm to try to win and go undefeated, they were sadly mistaken. This team has got a little bit of, I know at 11-1 sounds like they got work to do, but they got work to do. So what does that set up when it comes to the, the playoffs? Because we're only a few games away from getting into this, this crazy playoff scenario with the new only one seed gets the, gets the buy now. So let's look at the AFC. KC now is the number one seed with that uh, Pittsburgh loss. What does that set up? So KC's the, the bye week. you got the Steelers, Indy, Bills, Dolphins, and Titans, Cleveland would be playing each other this week if the playoffs started from the AFC, let's go over to the NFC. It's the Saints as the number one seed. Packs, Vikings, Rams, Bucks, Giants, Seahawks. This is getting crazy. I gotta let me just jump back over to the AFC really quickly. Right now, the teams that are on the brink: are the Raiders, the Ravens, even with their win tonight, and New England. Big data. Does New England actually have an outside chance of making the playoffs? You know, they do have one game left against the Jets, so I'll give them an automatic uh, win on that one. I I think it's going to be tough for them to make it in. Uh, I'm guessing they're going to go 8-8, and and I'm thinking 9-7 and is is what it's going to take. So I'm going to say just a bit outside. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think think the current scenario is the teams that are going to be in – just a little mix matching of where they're going to be in the NFC. You got the cards, the bears, the lions, and I'll just throw this team in the 49ers as that sneaky team looking in. Do you think any one of these teams actually makes it into the playoffs in the NFC? You know, I would say the, the 49ers and the cards, um, I, I would say they're not going to make it. Um, so yeah, there's a there's a better chance I think those those other folks will will get in there. Beautiful. And now I gotta go to the NFC East. I gotta talk about it because over the last couple of weeks that division and it still is the crappiest of all of them. But man, it's getting a little exciting because you got the Giants who pulled off a crazy win against the Seahawks. You got Washington who knocked off the the only undefeated team in Pittsburgh the other day. And now the big news out of Philadelphia: Mr. Wentz is on the bench. Jalen Hurts is in. Big data, what took so long? Well, you know, first of all, when you make that kind of investment, someone like uh, Wentz, you can see it with the Rams, with Goff. You know, they won't sit Goff down, even though, you know, he's up and down. But Wentz is just, he's just, he's not good enough to overcome. They have, like, some of the most injuries on the offensive line and some of the most injuries on the wide receiver uh, space so he's he doesn't have a lot to play with 
But at the same time, he's also part of the problem. He's regressed. Uh, he's maybe not as athletic. He doesn't have that escapability that he used mm-hmm. to. And you need probably with, with how decimated that offense is, a running-style quarterback um, who, who looked great even throwing uh, at the end of the game the other day uh, might be your best option right now. You know what? I'm a, I don't think they really upgraded by going to Jalen, but they had no other choice. Wentz was given more opportunity – to keep his starting job than any guy with that kind of contract that I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm more curious what's going to happen next year. Do you keep him? Do you sit him? Do you cut him? Like, what do you do with this guy? That contract is huge. And if he doesn't maybe get back on the field, it'll be a very interesting offseason to see what, uh, you know, Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles do with each other. You know, there's so many other topics I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk a little bit about Baker just absolutely wrecking the Titans this weekend. I wanted to talk about Buffalo, and, man, they're starting to catch a little stride. They're starting to get a little bit uh, offensively, especially getting excited. I wanted to maybe talk about the MVP race. I also wanted to even touch, does Taysom Hill – Keep going. He's hot right now. Does Drew maybe sit back knowing that he's not going to play next year? Do you let the guy with the hot hand keep going? But I'm not going to talk about any of them. You know why? Because it's that favorite time of the podcast. Yay! It's pump and dump. All right. Let's get at it. Top quarterbacks. You know what? Not much change. We got Mahomes, Murray, Wilson, Rodgers, and then Allen. But I do want to talk about the bottom QB this week. He's been getting a lot of love this season, but not on Sunday. Justin Herbert. Six points, two interceptions, 45-0 lost to New England. It was a mess. It was, but he, you know what? He was, his team was so outcoached. Billy went in there and said, kid, I'm about to inaugurate you into the NFL. Welcome to the NFL. <laughs> so. I think he's. I think his record now is he's twenty one and five. Belichick against uh, rookie QBs. I felt bad. So. I felt bad. <laughs> and then in the running back spot, we've got Cook, Henry, Kamara, and Robinson. Uh, you know, Henry actually didn't have a no, great week. No, he did not. Cook, Cook was Cook was okay. Kamara was okay. Robinson was pretty good, but it was kind of a it was a tough week in the the running back area and the toughest week went to someone who's been having a surprisingly good season, Todd Gurley. Hmm. So he's only played in two of the last three games because he was hurt one game. Both of those games ended up being against the Saints, and he had two points and one point. So you're trying to make the playoffs. Gurley's at least your flex if he's on your team. That hurts. Yeah, absolutely. Gurley's just not himself anymore. I mean, the Rams – as much money as it did, as it cost them to cut him, probably one of the smartest decisions to do so. And wide receiver, we got Tyreek Hill. We got Devontae Adams, our boy, DK Metcalf. Yes. And again, Justin Jefferson, another strong game from the rookie. Bottom wide receiver, again, you're fighting to make the playoffs in fantasy. It's week 13. You're starting Juju Smith Schuster, and he gave you. Two points. That that yeah. guy, it's hurts. It's you know what? He has just not been at all himself all year. And I mean, you can say, okay, the first couple of games, and then Chase took over and kind of did his thing. But even Chase is regressed now, and Juju hasn't you know taken over that position. I don't think Juju's meant to be the number one guy, man. It's just not his thing. You know, Juju's having a tough time. I think they, they have so many good receivers there. It's it's tough to 
to just have one guy stand out, I guess. Uh, let's go to the tight ends. Uh, we got Kelsey still by a by mile. A mile. But, but actually, just showing up in second place from, from out of nowhere almost. Huge game. Darren Waller and the Raiders. Man, that guy is – I'm surprised we haven't talked more about him, actually. He is like a hybrid tight end wide receiver. Like, this guy might be the new generation of what the tight end position is. He, he's, like, as athletic as a wide receiver, but as big and bulky as a tight end. Like, I don't know. He's something different, that guy, man. He's fantastic. I think they, they're just figuring out how to use him. I think they have some weeks where he'd get double teamed and they didn't know what to mm-hmm. do. But, yeah, he's really come on last game. And then Tanyan, he, I think he caught another touchdown from – Aaron again, the greatest. he's looking great. 400 touchdowns now, just throwing that out there. <laughs> Bottom tight end, we got more another San Diego Charger. Hunter Henry, bagel for you well, how's he, in your playoff how, How's he going to get a ball when Belichick's playing? Man, he had no chance. Top defense, still the Steelers. Bottom defense, still the Cowboys. And, of course, who cares about the kickers? Absolutely, absolutely. There it is. We're right at the bottom part of the podcast. And you know what? Let's call it what it is. This could be the most fun. Last week, I'm scoring it for myself. There's no official scoreboard, but it's me. I, I'm down probably like 9-1, to one, but whatever. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> this week, Big Data came up with a great one. It, with, with the holiday season right around the corner, it's, uh, you know, people are getting out there, either ordering on Amazon or going to your retailer downtown and getting what it is. It's, it's all about the gifts. So here it is. Here's the question. What's a better gift for this ups- for that huge sports lover in your in your family? Is it the DVD champions set or is it the sports biography book? Big data, I'll give you honors. Which one is a better gift? Now there's a lot of great sports biographies out there. I'll tell you, I like to peruse mm-hmm. uh, you know, the bookstore. And I always just get caught up in the sports biography oh, section. It's good times. You know, you're always going to you're going to see the Joe Montana book. You're going to see the Larry Bird book. You're going to see Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, you name it. But you know what? There's nothing better than reliving a championship season. Your favorite team, however old you were. I got to go with the, the championship season DVD or file or whatever they give you now. Yeah, it's not true. You know what? I'm reading. I'm reading a book right now, Dynasty. It's the basically the book about the New England Patriots from the time they got uh, Drew, uh, pardon me, uh, well, Drew Bledsoe from the time he got injured. Actually, the book starts where Drew Bledsoe was injured in the hospital bed and that whole scenario of what happened all the way right now to when they just got rid of uh, Tom. Really interesting. It's 500 pages. I'm going with the DVD championship set because had I known it was that many pages, I probably wouldn't have bought it. I wanted a little bit of a lighter read, not a full novel read. I'm with you, Big Data. DVD championship set wins this week in the great debate. There it is, everybody. It's the Full Spectrum Podcast at you once again. The Full Spectrum Podcast presented by Champions and Legends. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. Appreciate the downloads and the listens. 
everybody have a great week and, and we'll see you again soon. Have a great weekend, everyone. And hey, hey, BYU, don't let it bother you so much. It's not a big deal. We'll see you guys next week. Talk to you soon.